And if this is your first time here at Walk Church, uh, just want to say, hey, so glad you're, my name's Hayden Ratner, I'm the senior pastor, and my wife Nina and I, uh, when we first started this church, we wanted this church not to, not to be a house of preaching, uh, not even to be a house of worship, but to be a house of prayer, that, that the Lord says he desires a house, a house of prayer for the nations, and um, everything else follows that heart for the Lord, and so the beginning of the year, we kick off with 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we call it deepen, we, we believe we, we want to see the Lord take us deeper than we did before. Um, 2022 has to go beyond 2021, amen? The, the truth is, the truth is that either next year you will stay the same or you'll get worse if you're not intentional. But if you're intentional to go deeper, you can go deeper. And as a church, I'm so pumped up. I, I just had to get ahead. I said, I can't wait till January. I want to start this Sunday with just a little intro to deeper, to get our hearts and our minds fixed on the idea of 2022, we're going deeper as a church. So we're gonna start in January on the 1st. We're gonna go for 21 days. It's gonna conclude with a conference that we're gonna do right here at Schofield at Walk Church. We're gonna do our Deepen Conference on Friday night. We're gonna have a speaker here that I'm super excited about. His name is Dr. Tony Morita. He's gonna be flying from North Carolina to join us, one of the greatest expositors of the Bible in our nation. And so he's pumped up to be here Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, and then Sunday morning. We're gonna go deeper in the conference, amen? So I'm just putting that on your radar right now to just start thinking about scheduling out, hey, I got somewhere to be that weekend. I gotta go to conference, amen? But I'm also excited to just talk about this phrase here today. What does it mean to go deep? Definition up on the screen. Here's what it means to go deep. Deep, by definition, is to extend far down from the top or surface. So right now you're at this place. Whatever this place is for you, this is where you're at. End of 21, December 26, you're like, you know, I'm right here in my relationship with God. But to go beyond that, to extend past that surface... It's gonna require something of you. It's gonna require what I wanna call some, some patterns in your life. That there's gonna to need to be some new decisions, some new activity in order to go beyond the surface that you're at right now. And I'm so grateful that hopefully in 2021 you went beyond where you were at the start of the year. But we can still go more, amen? Right, God is continuing to conform us and transform us into the image of his son. And on, along this journey, he takes, us, he takes us deeper. And so I want to talk to you today from a message that I've titled, Patterns Determine Potential. Come on, just say it with me as a church right now. Say it in the comments if you want online. Patterns determine potential. If you're next to somebody right now, this is going to be uncomfortable, but you made it, and there's only a few more minutes, all right? So just go with it for me. Touch their shoulder. Touch their shoulder and say, friend. Patterns determine your potential. And now look back at that person and say, I want to share the same thing to you. Your patterns determine your potential. All right, now that we got all that weird awkwardness out the way and y'all are best friends now, let's dive into this message, amen? If you're ready, say ready. If you're hungry, say let's eat. Lord, I pray right now for this message that there would be something in it that, that, that sparks, that triggers that takes us deeper, in Jesus' name, amen. amen, amen. When I think about this phrase pattern, let me give you a definition for it. Here's what patterns are. Patterns are the regular and repeated way in which something happens 
or is done. Pattern is the regular and repeated way in which something happens or is done. Uh, we all have patterns in our lives. Some patterns we have are more dysfunctional than others, but I wanna talk to you today about inserting some patterns in your life that will determine the potential you wanna see for the next year. I can imagine that for 2022, you have some resolutions. Or maybe you're just starting to think about it. You got through Christmas, now you're like, okay, New Year's is upon us. What do I wanna see in 2022? Maybe you're asking that question. Maybe you're asking your heart, your, your spouse, your, your kids, what do you wanna do in this next year? It's an open book. The chapter of 22 has yet to be written, amen? And maybe you're saying, I wanna write some things. I wanna see them come to life. Well, let me just say that. Your patterns will determine your potential. The potential of whether those things will just stay on the notepad in your phone or in the mind up here, the, the, the patterns you have in your life will determine whether those things actually happen. Or let me put it to you like this. I'll give it to you in a reality statement if you're taking notes. Put it like this. The, the things we do consistently indicate what we'll see realistically. Did you catch it? What you do consistently as a pattern will actually be the thing that indicates what you'll see realistically. So you might say, hey, Pastor Hyden, I got all these goals for 2022. I wanna do this, 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 and this. And I'll say, well, what are you doing now? I'll say this, show me your patterns. I'll show you your potential. If you don't have patterns of these things in your life that you're sparking, that you're introducing, that you're working toward, your potential is gonna be limited. And I believe for our church, our potential is big. Did you catch that? For our church as a whole, for those who call Walk Church home, for those who say, yeah, this is my church family, the potential of this church is big if we have the right patterns in place because our patterns will determine where our 22 goes, which is one of the reasons why I want us to start the year off with a pattern of prayer and fasting. Because I want us to get ready as a house, as a, as a family, as a body. I want us to get ready for our potential. That if we don't have a culture of prayer, a pattern of fasting, a heart for worship, then I don't know that we'll be ready for whatever God wants to do in this place. But I do know if we're seeking him in prayer, we're trusting him in fasting, we're coming together in worship, God can do anything. With a spirit like that, our potential is big. One of the reasons why I love prayer and fasting and, and I'm excited for us to engage in it in just a couple days is really the statement that I wanna put up on the screen. It's another reality statement. Here's what we believe about prayer and fasting. It's that prayer connects us to God. And prayer actually deepens our connection with God. Just hear that for a second. Prayer deepens our connection with God. If, if you want to deepen your connection with God this year, if that's, a, if that's a desire, hopefully it's a desire for all of us, that God, we want to know you a little bit more. Prayer is going to be the way to do it. If you want to deepen your relationship with somebody in the room, you know how you're going to do it? Talk to them. Great start. Hey, my name is Hayden. What's yours? You're deepening relationship, amen? How about this one? Tell me your story. Let me tell you mine. Tell me about your heart, your dreams, your desires. What do you want to see in 2022? Meaningful talk, right? God is saying, let's do that with, me, with him. 
The more you pray, the more you connect with God. Prayer deepens your connection. Fasting disconnects us from the world. If you want to deepen your connection with God, disconnect from the world. If you want to shrink your relationship with God, connect to the world. What we're saying is we want to see the potential for Walk Church lived out. Here's what we got to do. we got to have the right patterns to see the right potential. I'm excited for our church to have a pattern of prayer, a pattern of fasting to kick off the year that's going to lead to, I don't even know what it's all going to lead to. I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be big. I know that God's going to show you individually different things, and you're going to bring it into this place. It's going to be an explosion. It's going to be like God speaking to me this week. I've been praying every day. I've been fasting. I've been reading the devotionals. I've been charging up. There's something about these two concepts that take us deeper. So I want to encourage you to connect with God. I want to encourage you to disconnect from the world. And I want you to be thinking about how to have a pattern of prayer and fasting. So let's talk about those topics in this leadership lab for a second. Let's go ahead and emphasize a pattern of fasting, a pattern of prayer. Let's start with prayer. I want to encourage you this year to have a pattern of prayer. Whenever I introduce something that's a leadership principle or a leadership lesson, I always want to go ahead and find it back in the life of Jesus. Amen? Because our mission is to free people to walk in Jesus. In other words, in 2022, don't walk more in yourself. Walk more in Christ. Less of you, more of him. Right? Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. But now it's Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself up for me. That's Galatians 2, 20 and 21. So today, maybe you'd say, I've been crucified with Christ. Jesus is gonna live his life through me. As Jesus lives through you, he's gonna be a praying savior. Hear me, church. Jesus loves prayer. If you read the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see Jesus praying, won't you? All over the place, Jesus takes time to stop what he's doing to pray. But the thing I wanted to let you know today is he expects us to do the same. Two of y'all are with me in this message, all right? Some of y'all are like, dang, why did I come to church today? Come on, stay with me. He expects us to do the same. Show you in Matthew chapter 6. If you're there, say I'm there. Matthew chapter 6, right here on the screen. Jesus says, come on, let's read it together. Ready? Go, but when you pray, er, pause, stop. Whenever I read this verse, here's what it shouts to me. God's expecting us to be praying. It doesn't say, but if. It doesn't say, but if you think about it. Or it doesn't say, but maybe. Come on, church, what does it say? But when. But when shows me that Jesus has this expectation that his disciples, his followers, would be spending adequate time with him in prayer. And that's why he gives us some patterns. He says, when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. One of the translations says he'll reward you openly. How's your prayer patterns? Jesus modeled a prayer pattern in his life and Mark chapter one, verse 35. Look at this verse with me. I hate this verse. I'm just being transparent, all right? I'm sharing with you a verse that really challenges me. Let's read it together. Ready, set, go. 
and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark. That's the part I don't like. Because if it just said early in the morning, I can kind of determine what that means. But why has it got to still be dark? He departed and went out to a desolate place. Why does Jesus got to get up out of the bed, you know what I'm saying, and go pray? Jesus was getting ready. Jesus realized, hear me, church, the potential for this day was going to be determined on how he prayed. You catch it? If you ever want to see Jesus in action, read Mark chapter 1. You read Mark chapter 1, you'll be like, all right, that's like a whole, like, I'm good for the week. I mean, like, wow, Jesus just went crazy. He did so much in Mark 1. It started with a pattern of prayer. Rising very early in the morning, Jesus was serious about this thing. He said, I'm going deeper today. I'm going to change someone's life today. I'm going to make a move today. I got to start with time with God. Jesus had this pattern of prayer. Let me show it to you also in the Gospel of Luke. Toward the end of Jesus' life, right at the beginning, and now at the darkest moment in Jesus' life, when he's about to go to the cross, he ends up going away to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And here's what it says. Jesus went out as usual. Can I just highlight this phrase, as usual, for a second? Did y'all catch it? I'm learning some leadership content from Christ today. As usual, Jesus would go to the Mount of Olives and and pray as disciples followed him on this case. So there's something that's in Christ that I need you to see in you, a pattern of prayer. I know that if you're consistently, relationally, talking with God, you're gonna go deeper. You can't help but to go deeper. When you're consistently leaning into the Spirit, Pressing in, God, Jesus himself says like this. He says, draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. I can't wait to hear the testimonies of people saying, I was praying and then God gave me this idea. I was praying and then I got this vision. I was praying and then God put this person on my heart. I was praying and then I felt led to give something. I was praying and then this this business came into my mind. I was praying and then I started writing a song. I was praying and then I started, I got a God dream in prayer. I got, a whole, I got a clothing line in prayer. I got a vision in prayer. I, God gave me somebody in prayer. I need to go do something now because of this focus. I want to encourage you to get yourself a pattern of prayer. Maybe you need to start your day in prayer. You need to end your day in prayer. What about some prayer driving, amen? Come on, just say, hey, you know what? For those 21 days, January 1st through January 21st, what if you say one of the things I'm going to fast from is a radio or a podcast or, or, or music on my way to work. I'm gonna fast and I'm gonna pray. Just, it's just an idea. I'm not saying you have to do any of that. Fasting disconnects you from something. And prayer plugs you into someone. Listen to me, church. If you just decide to do 21 days of fasting, you're really just doing a diet. If you're not praying alongside your fasting, why don't you just do 21 days of dieting? Not a bad idea. I can't, I can't guarantee it'll help you grow spiritually, though. I want you to compliment when you fast from something and you get that urge for that thing, take it to the Lord. Exchange the hunger for the hunger and say, God, give me that hunger for you. Deepen my relationship with you. Deepen my thirst for you. I'm going to prayer.
this was a pattern in the life of Jesus. I want it to be a pattern in the life of our church. Let me give you the second pattern. Patterns determine potential. The second one is a pattern of fasting. Fasting is probably my least favorite subject in the Bible. But what I'm learning is the power that is connected to fasting. The power of saying no to something of the world, saying no to something temporary, even saying no to things that are good, to say yes to something that's even better. Fasting says I'm saying no to the temporary, to say yes to the eternal. Fasting is saying I'm pausing something in the, in the natural to say yes to something in the supernatural. And fasting was not just something that Jesus encouraged us to do. It's something that he practiced. In fact, Jesus went on a 40-day prayer and fast session to start off his ministry in Matthew 4. And then Matthew 6, when Jesus came down, he began to preach this message called the Sermon on the Mount. Again, Matthew 6, let's look at it, verse 16 this time. He says, and when you fast. Did you catch it? Another one of those when moments where Jesus is like, church, I want you to do this. I expect you to do this. That this was an expectation that Jesus had for his disciples, that they would be praying and fasting and that Jesus would be in the midst. He says, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. <laughs> Jesus says, when you are taking up this challenge of 21 days of prayer and fasting, you don't got to let the world know. You don't got to be like, oh, man, I've been fasting, man, it's so hard. I'm so spiritual. I'm so much better than you. Jesus goes, well, you just got your reward. Hope you feel better about yourself. Way to go. Jesus says, no, that's the opposite. When you fast, don't make it obvious. As the, that's what hypocrites do. Hypocrite, that's a, that's a word that would define somebody that would star in a Broadway play. They're acting. Hypocrite would be somebody that puts on a character, but that's not really the, them. For they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. Wow, they're super spiritual. I tell you the truth, that's the only reward they'll get. Jesus says, if you're going to make this a pattern, there's a way to do it. There's a way not to do it. And that doesn't mean if somebody may ask you, hey, Pastor Mike, tell us, you know, hey, are you, are you doing the 21 days of prayer and fasting? What are you fasting from? I think you can answer them. I don't think you got to make it a weird thing. I can't tell you. I don't, don't worry about me. Take it to the Lord. You know, like, like whoa, let's just, let's not be weird. All right. I'm trying to get an idea maybe, you know what I'm saying? What are you doing? It's okay to talk about it. But, but you don't necessarily have to initiate, hey, guys, so let me tell you all what I'm fasting from right now. It's like that, that, that doesn't necessarily need to be the motive behind this, amen? It's about you and God. And can I just remind you that God doesn't need you to fast? God doesn't need you to pray. You need to pray to get with God. You need to fast because you're so connected to the world. Right? We're so connected. We could be so connected to the world that we have to try to find, I don't even know if I got a gap for the Lord in my busy schedule. And right, we all know the conviction alerts that come to our iPhones and phones that tell you how long you spent on social media. 
We're too connected to the world. God may speak to you in this time of prayer, and he might say, I want you to fast from news outlets. Turn those notifications off for 21 days. Somebody might say, did you hear about what happened in New York? And you could say, no. And don't tell me. I'm disconnecting. I'm plugging in. It's okay. The social media world is not going to blow up because you logged off. I hate to break it to you. What's sad is somebody may not even notice. But God will. If you say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to detach so I can attach. I'm going to disconnect so I can abide in the vine who's going to produce fruit. The reason why maybe you produce so much fruit for the world is because you're so connected to the vine of the world. When you connect yourself to the vine of Christ, you start to produce Christ-like fruit. Prayer, fasting helps us do this. This was the pattern of the New Testament church. Can I tell you this? If you read the book of Acts, has anybody ever read the book of Acts? I want to encourage you. If, if you haven't read the book of Acts, you've got to develop a pattern of Bible reading. Be helpful for you. The book of Acts talks about the action of the church. The church in action, the book of Acts. Sometimes I feel convicted walk because I'll be reading the book of Acts and I'll say, how come we don't see this anymore? Has anybody ever read through the book of Acts and you felt like that was then? How come we don't have any of that power now? That's cool to read about. We don't experience that anymore. Do you know one of the reasons why we don't experience book of Acts power? Because we don't have book of Acts patterns. If you look in, yeah, that, 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 that spoke to me too. If you look in the book of Acts, you'll find the believers, the church, with specific patterns. That's what determined their potential. For example, Acts chapter 13. Let's look at it. Now, there were in the church at Antioch prophets, teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius, who was Cyrene, Menean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. What a multicultural, multi-ethnic multi-sinful church, amen? Right, you got, you got prophets and teachers. You got this really great encourager named Barnabas. You got Simeon who was called Niger. The word Niger in the Greek language is equals black man. So ethnicity is, is actually specified. God does see color. Lucius of Cyrene. This is a city in Greece. This is Menean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch. Right, So a lifelong friend of King Herod is part of this group. And then there's Saul, who just was killing Christians, got recently converted. What a small group, amen? Do you see this, like, this, this band of misfits? It's like, yo, you grew up with Herod? How was that? It's like, yo, it's crazy. That dude's crazy. Is that Saul? Are you Saul? <laughs> Did you, are you going to kill me? Like... Who are you? I'm Lucius. I just got invited by, I got an invite card. I don't, like, here's what they're doing. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. I love that right there. Why, this is what they were doing. They were spending time worshiping God, spending time pouring their hearts out to the Lord, worshiping the Lord, and disconnecting from the world, fasting. 
the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. I love this. This is pre-Paul. This is still Saul. Like the Apostle Paul, actually his name was the, 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 the sinful man Saul. And the Holy Spirit, because of the prayer and fasting emphasis, calls two people out to go on a missionary journey to change the world. I can only imagine if they were doing something different, amen? Prayer and fasting create space for the Holy Spirit to say, all right, now soil is there, I can deliver this word, and you will have a posture to hear. Don't be scared of prayer and fast. God's gonna speak to you. The best thing that ever happened to Saul and Barnabas was the call in Antioch. The call followed prayer and fasting. But don't stop at verse two. Let's go to verse three. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. I love verse, verse three as well. They said, okay, after God sent them, after God identified through prayer and fasting, set apart for these guys, they said, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep prayer and fasting. It's part of the norm of the New Testament church. I think one of the reasons why we don't see Book of Acts power, we don't have Book of Acts patterns, but at Walk Church, we're putting things into place, amen? We're kicking off the year with 2022. We're saying, as a church, we're going to pray every single day, prayer points, devotionals. We're gonna lock in, we're gonna go for it, and we're gonna fast for 21 days to set ourselves up for moments that wouldn't have happened if we didn't do it. God, we wanna feel your power. God, we want to experience your presence. I can't wait to hear the stories. We were at charge group. The Holy Spirit came in the room, spoke. We were, we were meeting up with people, doing a discipleship meeting, doing a coffee meetup. People came to my house. I, they, they opened the roof up, lowered a man down. I, I just want to hear some stories, amen, that came out of prayer. God gave me a, a heart for generosity. i got to give a big gift by faith right now. It came out of prayer and fasting. I want to hear somebody say, man, I wrote a song. The, the song that Deepen, our, our, our first ever walk worship song, Deeper, it came out of prayer and fasting. I was praying one night. I just started writing lyrics. I didn't even know I was a songwriter. The Holy Spirit knew that. And I'm just open in prayer and fasting. God, give me something. I don't want to just do the same old thing in 2022. I want to get better. I want to go deeper, beyond the surface, amen? A pattern of prayer and a pattern of fasting. Fasting is, is, is such a helpful staple on your prayer life. Let, let, me, let me give you this quote from Dr. John Piper. Piper says it like this. Fasting is the exclamation point. At the end of the prayer, God, I need you more. Does that make sense? When you're praying that prayer for 2022, maybe you'd, be th you'd think about this. I'm gonna pray this prayer. God, I need you more this year. Pastor Hyden's encouraging us to go deeper, to go beyond the surface. I'm gonna lean in. I'm gonna do this thing. When you fast alongside it, it's the conflict. It's like, yo, God, I'm serious. It's one thing to say it, right? It's one thing to say, man, go deeper this year. But when you fast, it's like, bang, I'm serious. It's the exclamation point on the prayer, I need you, God. I want you, God, even so much that I'll pass up this plate. I'll get off of social. I'll turn something down. There's all types of different fasts, Walk. Right, there's the Daniel fast. If you read the book of Daniel, you'll find this great man of God named Daniel, and he fasts from all types of meats, 
and sweets and delicacies. This is a hard fast to do. 21 days of only eating vegetables and fruit and some make an argument for some like nuts and stuff like that. This is a hard fast, water. Um, another fast could be um, a, a soul fast, a, a, a cleanse fast of your spirit. Like I said, maybe you say, I'm gonna fast from things that are distracting me. You might say, I'm gonna do a spiritual fast. Uh, I heard of a couple uh, last 21 days, they fast the snooze button. They said, we're not going to hit the snooze button anymore for 21 days. We're gonna get up. It's like, that's a new fast. I never heard of that before. But do what you gotta do. I, a fast that I did uh, recently was I did no sweets. That was hard for me. Y'all know me. Some of y'all were wrong for giving me all that chocolate over the past year. I loved it, right? I, re, last 21 days, I did no sweets, and I did only water for drinks. I, did, I, I, I ate food, but I just didn't eat any type, anything that was considered candy or dessert. And I, I fasted from anything but water um, when it came to liquids. What I'm saying is you can be creative, Right? Uh, another fast that I recently did was I just did no fried foods. That's so hard to do when Chick-fil-A's all over the place, all right? Hit the grilled menu up. Do something different. Um, I don't know what it looks like for you, but I, I, I want to encourage you to fast from something that might cost you, that, that you might feel it. You know the best thing that you should do in order for fasting is to get with God in that prayer closet and say, God, what do you want me to fast from? What do you think I should fast from, Lord? Couple more quick instructions before we move on to the last point. Um, if you have a health concern that you know requires a specific type of food or drink or medication, don't fast from that. Just wanna put that out there. I want you to be wise, okay? Like, don't go to the hospital and be like, man, my pastor, like, <laughs> told me to do this in order to go deeper with the Lord, and now I can't breathe. I'm like, no, that's not what I meant, okay? The Lord's not going to tell you to do something that's going to harm you. He's going to tell you to do something that's going to help you. Right, so he's going to ask you to disconnect from something. He's going to put it on your spirit, and it's going to help you. One other caution, if you're heavily reliant upon coffee, you might be tempted to say, okay, I'm a fast from coffee. I would just say be slow to make that decision, all right? Because we don't need you being angry, all right, and grumpy here at church either, okay? Just saying, all right? I just, I like, I've, I've, I've done enough fasts over the years and talked to people like, yeah, man, I, I chose to fast from coffee. It's day three, and I just hate my life. Is this right? <laughs> Is this what you meant? I'm like, man, uh, pick something else, you know? Or maybe if you're like one of those people that like, you know, I do Starbucks in the morning, I do Dutch Bros at night. Well, maybe just pick one, all right? Maybe just do one a day, okay? Maybe, oh, maybe you might say, hey, over the 21 days, I'm gonna slowly reduce my caffeine intake. I might not just jump right in and have massive headache day one, all right? There, there's an essence of wisdom to this, Right? But I just want to challenge you, encourage you to engage. Maybe you might do some intermittent fasting. Maybe you might say, you know what? I'm not going to eat until 10 a.m. every day. Or I'm going to take off lunch for the 21 days. I'll just eat breakfast. And I don't know. You've got to pray about it, okay? 
But I wanna encourage you to engage in it because if you start the pattern, you'll see your potential. Like every person in this room, let me see your eyes. Let me see your eyes. Come on. Every person, you have more potential this year. You do. Like don't, parents, don't think about your kids right now. Think about you. Don't think about your, your siblings. Don't think about other people in the church. Think about you. You have more potential to go deeper individually. You and Jesus, you can go deeper this year if you take this series. Or you'll stay the same. You'll stay the same and you'll miss moments from God. It's not a salvation issue. It's not like you better fast or you'll go to hell. I'm not saying that. Salvation is handled between you and Jesus at the cross. Praise God for the blood, amen. Praise God for the Savior. Now, get to know him deeper. Disconnect from the world, connect to him in prayer. See, see something powerful happen through these 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm super excited to hear the stories, to do it together with you. Just know that your brothers and sisters are struggling with you, okay? It's costing you, it's costing somebody else. But we're doing it together. And lastly, can I just say this? If you say, hey, I'm gonna fast from this and then you happen to give in, start over. It's okay. If you miss it, come on, we live by the law of grace. Even if you blow it on the fast, don't expect a lightning bolt, okay? Your fasting never earns you favor with God. Your fasting's helping you connect with God. Right, so I've met people like, oh, I don't really want to break the fast, so I can't, you know, I just, uh, it's like, it's okay. Just pick it back up. I, I, I hate my life, I did it, I fell, I fell. Grace, amen. Give yourself grace, extend grace, but let's try to do it and commit to it, amen. Let me give you the third pattern that I want to talk about today. This is the last one, even though I love this leadership stuff. Third one is a pattern of routine. I want you, Walk Church, to get a pattern of routine. I'm just giving you a little bit of help here with the 21 days of prayer and fasting. We have a routine at, at our church. Twice a year we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. One at the beginning and then one when school starts back up in August. And we called that one prayer fat, fattening. Fasting and fitness, all right? We add fitness onto that one as well, coming out of the summer. Um, prayer and fasting in the beginning and then in August. But I wanna talk about some routines in your own life individually. I have some specific routines in my life, so I'm gonna use me as an example today. And I wanna give you five routines in Pastor Hyden's life that I don't want you to compare yourself to, but maybe they might just be some helpful launching pads into you developing your routine. Does that make sense? If you gotta say, I got it. Let me give you a definition for routine. A routine, let me give you the definition first. Routine is a sequence of actions regularly followed, a fixed program. So when you think about a routine, these are, these are actions that you follow regularly. Does that make sense? A routine is a pattern, consistent action steps that you follow regularly. Here goes one for me. You may have already saw it. Put it up here on the screen. Church on Sunday. Hear me walk. Church on Sunday is routine for me. When I say routine, I'm not saying in a bad program, programmatic way. 
I'm not saying in a robotic way. I'm saying that you can find me on Sunday. Like if somebody ever says to you, hey, you know, uh, hey, Japper, man, I never see Pastor Hyde and he's never around. Just be like, you're lying. I, I, he, you can find him every Sunday. In fact, both services, he'll be there. That's part of my routine. I have a calendar block on every Sunday morning from nine to after 12, church. I wanna encourage you to get a routine of church on Sunday. Not only do I go to church on Sunday, but I serve. What about you? I, I mean, I'm, I'm on both services serving. I happen to do more of the communication side of things. I want to be around people that have a, a routine of church on Sunday. Because if you have a pattern of church, here's the potential. You're always going to have a word for the week. If you went to church on Sunday, you got a fresh word to start the week. If you went to church on Sunday, you'll always have a potential to connect with somebody. You'll always have a potential to see a new person. You'll always have a potential to have a moment of worship and you never know what can happen in that moment. Have a routine of church, attending, engaging, going. Once a week, you have this blocked out moment where you're at church. Let me give you a second routine for me. Prayer on Wednesday. If you ever have this thought, I don't think you ever have this thought. But just in case randomly you're ever thinking, I wonder what Pastor Hyden does on Wednesday night. Here's your answer. I'm at prayer night. Like it's blocked out. It's, not, it's, it's routine for me. It's not a, hmm, I wonder what we should do tonight. Oh, no, I already got a plan. I already got a schedule. And if you're praying on every Wednesday, you can always know here's your potential. Every Wednesday, every week, I have at least an hour blocked off for prayer. I'm not, it's gonna happen, it's in my schedule. It's planned, I'm preparing for it. And friend, I wanna see us grow in 2022, our Wednesday prayer gathering. I, I, we've been finishing strong this year, it's been growing every week, and the spirit in the room is getting big, and the faith in the room is leading to movement. But I just wanna encourage you to get some type of routine that maybe could include prayer on Wednesday where you're like, you know what? I know what I'm doing midweek. I got somewhere to be. I can't miss that again. I think it was a line from Grinch, right? Prayer on Wednesday. You can know consistently you have a routine, a pattern of prayer. Let me give you the third one for me. Charge group midweek. Charge group midweek. This past semester of groups on Tuesday nights, we had charge group. Charge group is a small group community where you plug into a group and you get charged up. You go deeper from where you're able to on Sunday. You ask questions, you pray together, you share prayer requests together, you hopefully share food together, you stay later, you get early, I don't know. Uh, charge group is where you get charged up. That's where you find community. And I know for me, this is a very routine schedule. You guys still with me? I want to encourage you to get a routine because here's what I know for me. I know the potential of this next year. I'm going to connect in community. You know why? Because I'm going to be at a group. I know I'm going to connect with God because I know I'm going to be at prayer. I know I'm always going to have a word to start my week because I'm going to be at church. But I'll say this. If you don't have these patterns in place, I can't predict your potential. 
Here's what I'm saying. You guys can predict my potential based on my patterns. Get it? Let me give you the fourth. Fourth is Sabbath on Saturday plus a date night. Can I get an amen from somebody? All right? Nina's like, amen. From the kids' ministry. Um, This is a part of my routine, weekly. Weekly, I take one day off from working. I try my best to not do any ministry assignments on Saturday. I don't do any writing. Uh, I don't take meetings. I don't do counseling sessions. I don't do sermon preparation. The best you'll probably get from me is like a, like a, like a, a baby shower, wedding, or stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like birthdays, and it's just part of it, okay? They always happen to be on Saturdays. But they're fun, okay? And there's cake. And that helps with my Sabbath. Just being honest, on Sabbath, on Saturday, what I try to do is I try to disconnect with my phone. I try to put it on sleep mode. Sometimes I don't even take it with me. Um, and, and I carve out that day. Now I know for other people, Saturday is not the day to do a Sabbath. For some people, they do more of Sabbathing on a different day. I don't know what that is for you, but I know, here's what I'll say. You need one day. Church, you need a day. Why? Because God chose to take a day. If God in the book of Genesis, God the creator says, and on the seventh day he rested, you should learn from him, amen? Jesus tells us in his gospels that the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. In other words, Jesus didn't call us to to take a Sabbath once a week because he needed it. He knew that we needed it, amen? If you're one of those people that are like, nah, bro, I work all day, all seven day, team, seven day, 24 hour, 365, it's not cool. You don't sound cool. You sound burnt out. You sound overworked. You don't have any margin. You're doing stuff that Jesus didn't do. Jesus created space on a Sabbath. That doesn't mean that you don't do good on the Sabbath. God might create moments. There's moments on Sabbath days for me where sometimes Nina and I will be faced with a situation and we'll say, well, it would be good for us to do this, so let's do it. But those situations don't happen. We're unplugged and we're resting. And I want to say this too because I think there's a little bit of a misconception that, that, that Sabbathing has to do primarily with what just happened in the past six days. Like I got to take a Sabbath because last week was so crazy. There's a little bit of truth to that. But I think even more truth is that we take Sabbaths to get ready for the next week. Does that make sense? One of the reasons why I take a Sabbath on Saturday is because I'm getting ready for a big week in front of me getting ready for a big Sunday. I don't want to get to Sunday and be like, oh man, I never even took, I just, I got nothing to give because I've just been going crazy. No, I'm resting for the work. I'm resting for a big week. Like, yo, I'm, I'm unplugging right now because I'm about to do something. I got something coming up. Like no, nobody goes and fills up their car with gas and they're like focused on where they came from, right? Like, oh man, I just had a crazy drive. I better get gas. No, I, I, I'm getting gas because of where I'm going. I got a vision. I got to get somewhere. I got to fuel up. Amen. So I want to encourage you to to get a weekly Sabbath on your radar 
on your routine, on your schedule, talk about it with your spouse or with your family and say, okay, on one day out of the week, we're gonna rest and charge up with the Lord. It'll help your soul. It'll strengthen your spirituality to take a day off and rest. If you got all that, say, I got it. On Saturdays for us, here's what we do. We chill, we go to In-N-Out, come on somebody. We go to the car wash because the car needs a Sabbath with three little kids that have goldfish and Lucky Charms everywhere. We gotta vacuum them things up once a week. And it's fun. It's really routine. Some would even say, man, that's really boring. Hey, you do what you gotta do, all right? But I know that this is the routine that is determining potential. Like, Nina and I, we decided early on in our marriage, we're not gonna get into a slump and a struggle and then decide we better do a date night. No, no, no. Our pattern will determine our potential. We know if we're doing weekly date night together on Saturday night, we schedule a babysitter. We got some amazing babysitters in this church. Praise the Lord. Uh, We schedule a babysitter. And then we go out on a date. It's scheduled, it's routine. It's not open for chance. It's like, hey, you know, like, you just hang in free Saturday night? No, I'm going on a date. It's part of the routine. I wanna encourage all the couples in the room. Do that. (laughs) Make a plan. It doesn't have to be expensive. You might say, hey, you know what? We're gonna go on a walk in the park. Praise God, you did something, okay? part of your routine. Let me give you the fifth and final one. Last one is just proverb daily, preferably first. As you're kicking off your year, just maybe start to think, what's my routine? What's your routine? I try to start every day with the proverb of the day. Try to kick off every day by getting in the word. There's a chapter of wisdom. Today's Proverbs 26, December 26th. There's wisdom for you in that book. Before you go to the world, go to the word. And let the wisdom permeate your mind and heart. There's so many times, George, you probably, there's so many times where we're just in a moment and I start speaking proverb. Like, man, yo, actually, proverb says this, proverb says that, proverb says this, because I'm reading it every single day. It's part of my routine that my mind thinks through the language of the proverbs. We can do that. So these are just five of mine. I didn't, I didn't want to overdo it, but maybe you might be able to say, hey, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get a pattern this year that's going to determine my potential. If you got all that, say, I got it. I want to I run through it one more time, then we're going to close. Here's why these patterns are important. One more time. Church on Sunday, I always have a word. Even if I'm not preaching, somebody's got a word. Nina and I, are the, we, we go to church on vacation, amen? Level up, right? Like, Find a church that believes in Jesus and preaches the Bible and has a pattern of those things. I know I'm always gonna have a word. I know I'm always gonna be in prayer. If I'm, if I'm there Wednesday, I gotta pray for somebody. I can't help it. I know I'm gonna see somebody. I know I'm gonna rub shoulders with somebody at this church. I can't hide. I can't retreat. I'm gonna engage. I know I'm gonna take a rest. I know I'm gonna be able to, 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 to get away for at least a day. I know I'm gonna have wisdom on my tongue, wisdom in my heart. These things, I've set this up intentionally so that I know my potential, it's great. Like, let me say that, I don't say that pridefully, 
I just say that off the routine. I know my potential this next year is big because I know what I'm doing. I've already thought about it. I'm not just gonna wait for it to happen by accident. I know where I'm gonna be. Do you know where you're gonna be? That's what I want you to think about. 21 days of prayer and fasting, leaning in, getting ready, right off the jump. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day, this leadership message. God, I believe everybody in the room has the capacity to be a leader, a next level leader, a disciple that changes their world. So Lord, I pray that this message would help somebody today. It's helped me. God, I know the potential for this year is great. I pray we would open it up. I pray we would walk through it. I pray we would live it. And right now, if there's somebody here who came to church for the first time and they just need to receive Jesus, they just need to receive the Savior. Right now, I want to invite you to respond. Right now, I want to invite you to put your faith in Christ. Right now, you can just go to him by prayer and just say, Jesus, I believe. I receive. I need you, Lord. God, I trust you. And Lord, I want you. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. Forgive me of my present and future sins. I believe. I turn away from my sins. And I turn to you by faith. Strengthen my patterns this year. Increase my potential this year. God, 2022 will be my best year yet. Come on, speak it by faith, church. Right now, by faith, right now, just say 2022 will be my best year yet. In Jesus' name, amen.